departing, y'all. I just wanna be hey. It seems like everywhere I go, everybody there trying to steal the show. So I'm here with my plan. I gotta let him be who I am. I wanna show that now it's our time. Today is my day to make you say day. Cause I'm getting my way. It's my time to shine and it's What's up, everyone? It's your boy Sanchez405 coming at you. Hopefully, y'all like that new intro. Got up and now's my time. It's the podcast and a couple of things on my mind here as far as it goes. Two big things going to talk about here this evening. The preseason schedule's out, but most importantly, we're going to talk about the big release that happened in Dallas earlier uh, this afternoon. Des Bryant went away uh, from the Cowboys. Jared Jones let his boy go because he thought he was a Dallas Cowboy. Um, no longer. He will no longer be a Dallas Cowboy. 88 is gone uh, from the fray, and he's looking for blood. He is a shark, and he smells that blood in the water. He says he might want to go to the NFC East, but um, I'll get into that here in a moment. But on Tuesday, I believe, it was either Tuesday or Wednesday, the NFL released the 65-game uh, preseason schedule. And, of course, the Redskins will be, like most teams, and playing four games, uh, two on the road and two in the friendly confines of FedEx Field. And the Redskins will start the pursuit of a preseason championship in none other than Foxborough, Massachusetts, as they will take on the New England Patriots. I believe the times for these are yet to be uh, to be determined. So we don't really know when they're going to play. Uh, we know who they're going to play. We know what week they're going to play. Uh, we just don't know. I think the times, maybe, if I'm not mistaken. Actually, trying to get a grasp on it. We know what week they're going to play, folks, and everything like that. And the Redskins will start, like I said, in Foxborough, Massachusetts, in Week One against the New England Patriots. So the uh, runner-up from the Super Bowl, uh, we won't see Tom Brady. Most likely, he doesn't really play in those first preseason games, but it could be possible, but I, I highly doubt it. They want to keep that 41-year-old um, ageless wonder intact, so we'll see uh, what we will get out of that. It's still going to be a formidable challenge going up against Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, and I don't know who their new defensive coordinator is, so that would be something uh, that we probably need to look into there, but Good matchup uh, for some of these young guys, whoever is going to be uh, the Redskins' uh, first-round draft pick. We'll see him a lot. And then in week two, the Redskins will face off against the New York Jets, and that would be a nationally televised game. We will welcome Spencer Long back to Washington and also uh, the failed project known as Terrell Pryor. And this would be also Alex Smith's debut in a burgundy gold uniform at home 
So this would be his home opener um, to for fans to see him, and he's won uh, one of his uh, draws at FedEx Field. He's one and one uh, played there in 05 and then played there again in 2013. And Mike Shanahan's, I think that was Mike Shanahan's last home game, if I'm not mistaken. But needless to say, it's going to be the Jets. Probably they're going to draft one of these quarterbacks if it's Josh Money Rosen or if it's um, Baker Mayfield. We don't really know. Todd Bowles and the boys coming back. Um, they were at FedEx Field in week two of the preseason back in 16, I believe. So there's some commonality there. Just going a short trip down I-95. Uh, really interesting game I see here in week three. Somebody that Alex Smith is familiar with at FedEx Field coming. Uh, it'll be Denver Broncos. Vance Joseph, Case Keenum, and the boys are coming. A good defense, final dress rehearsal. Looking forward to seeing um, what the Redskins are going to be made out of. Uh, this is your early indication on what your team's going to look like, although it's still preseason, so you're not going to be at full strength. Um, I do like the fact that it, it, we will play this defense, the skins, uh, great test, something that Al Smith is familiar with. So look forward to watching that one. Von Miller, uh, some of those guys coming off the the edge. You know, they've got Shane Ray there too, and Vance Joseph kind of in the hot seat. John Elway, uh, kind of similar to what's going on in Washington. These guys are kind of in the hot seat there. And then week four, this will probably be the Mid-Atlantic um, game of the year as Robert Griffin III and the Baltimore Ravens host the Redskins as we play uh, them the Thursday before uh, kickoff. And, I mean, what do you want me to say? Okay, we, we play RG3. It'll be a bunch of uh, scab players and, uh, you know, roster trimmers or whatever you want to call it. So, I mean, I don't think it, it would have been more interesting if it was the third preseason game, maybe the second preseason game. Uh, he's not going to start over Joe Flacco at this point, unless barring injury or anything like that. Last time we saw RG3, I mean, he wasn't impressive with Hugh Jackson. I don't know. I think Marty Morningwigs, the offense coordinator now, so I don't know how impressive he's going to look there. Um, has he gotten smarter um, with making decisions? Uh, is he going to uh, get rid of the ball, or is he going to try to stretch plays and uh, you know try not try to hurt himself? Because it's corny to say he's going to try to hurt himself, but will he attempt a play that can cause him more harm than good um, by laying it all out there? So. Interesting uh, preseason schedule, all AFC teams, and uh, I, I like it. I mean, it, it's football. It's NFL football. The Redskins are, will be back in August, so uh, only a few more months to go, about four months until we see the Burgundy and Gold back. Of course, you got the Hall of Fame game. I think that's uh, – I believe it's Chicago and Baltimore. So Baltimore will be playing their fifth game, uh, their fifth regular season game. So – a little interesting there, but nonetheless, Robert Griffin III will get to make five appearances in the preseason. I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to get into the meat of the conversation. We're going to talk about Dez Bryant, y'all, and what Dez 
and his future looks like. Is he mad? Is he happy? Is he sad? But I tell you one thing, he's got revenge on his mind. It's the On the Warpath podcast. Right, we're back here on the On the Warpath podcast. Sanchez 405, the second part of uh, this episode. And like I said in the first segment, uh, big news coming out of Dallas. Des Bryant was let go by the Dallas Cowboys here. And Des is being Des. Um, and it does have some points. And I, I do think Dallas uh, did make a business decision. Football is a business. The game of it is a business. And you've got to make, uh, you know, the time value of money. Is Des really a long-term answer? Getting ready to be 30 at the beginning of November. And Jerry Jones let him go. And, and you know, it, it's a big thing when you look at it. Des was supposed to be the, um, I guess, the redo for missing Randy Moss back in 1998. And the Vikings uh, got him, and we know what happened with that story. But story coming out, I, I know I saw it on my phone this morning while I was at work. And the big thing, I was like, wow, Dez is coming to D.C. I don't know how. I don't know when. But I, I, I really do think that the Redskins and the reports are that um, they aren't interested right now. I think the key phrase in that is right now in the present time. But I, I think they're going to look at this and the opportunity to be had uh, a lot of people I've said on YouTube, a big thing. I, I'm not a big Des Bryant fan. I never have been. Um, but I don't downgrade his talent. He's made the Redskins pay a lot, especially when we thought a lot of Des was done with. Uh, he torched our secondary. Uh, Josh Norman, him and uh, Des are our big rivals. And they've danced with that's the first star that uh, Josh Norman has been dancing with since he came to Washington back in 2016. But I look at this, I listen to a couple of excerpts from his interview with uh, Jane Slater of NFL Network and when he was on uh, Toll Access. And the first thing I could see from the, and I'm not trying to like. I guess say that he looked like a baby, but he, he he's a passionate guy. And um, I, I think sometimes his passion is taken the wrong way. And I'm guilty of seeing his passion as maybe arrogance or him being a fool. Um, I'm surprised Derek Dooley stayed so long in there. Cause anytime, if you saw him on the sideline, Derek Dooley looks scared out of his which he probably wishes he was back in Knoxville uh, coaching the volunteers at that point. But um, when we look at it, uh, Des Bryant 
leading touchdown receiver in Dallas Cowboy history. I mean, he's outflank he outflanks two Hall of Famers, Bullet Bob Hayes and uh Michael Irvin. Seventy-three touchdowns. Uh, perform a lot better on it. Tony Romo. I think he averaged like almost seventy-three yards uh receiving yards per game, uh, as opposed to the last two seasons with uh Dak being the quarterback, I think he saw like almost like a 15 yard drop in production. And a lot of that could be said for Ezekiel Elliott, a lot of that could be said for age. Uh, but I look at uh, some of these people, uh, Rich Taylor, he actually made our Tandler from um, Comcast uh, CSN Washington said that he made an interesting point. If you look at Dez's numbers, he outflanks any of the Redskins performing receivers from last year. And that's worth a flyer. And Dez even made a point that he wants to be in the division. Whether that's with Philadelphia, whether that's with the Giants, I don't think Philadelphia has cap space for it. Uh, the Giants could possibly look to move away from Brandon Marshall. But really, I don't know if that's a guy that Dave Gettleman wants he did get rid of Josh Norman. So it really leaves the Redskins as the premier team to take advantage of Dez. Now, if you look at uh, the North Korea media, and I, I like to call the fan or, or whatever it's called now, uh, the team, excuse me, uh, 980 and the Dan Snyder Red Zebra Broadcasting uh, folks, they're – they make a point. Al Galdi said, well, he's been declining. Yeah, I mean, he's almost there. Yeah, he's going to decline. But is that decline better or worse than what you have right now? Paul Richardson had a breakout season. We saw what happened when we signed a receiver last year who had a breakout season in Cleveland. You look at Terrell Pryor, and I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, I'm like, well, you know, May Paul Richardson see uh, ceilings a lot higher? I'm not really sure. I, that remains to be seen. But I do think that revenge is a great motivator. And that's what Des wants. He was hurt. Um, and I don't think that I, I'm not going to apologize for how he feels. He has the right to feel the way he does. Um, I think he has a lot of animosity towards Jason Garrett. He said he loves uh, Jerry Jones, but he wants to come back to Dallas. He wants to make a point that you guys uh, made a mistake letting him go and just how he has been let go. Uh, he's 29, will be 30 in November. And I, I just think it's an interesting point. Uh, I look at... Um, J.P. Finley, he even said that uh, he doesn't think Des makes sense uh, for the Redskins, and he doesn't think uh, they should sign him, just so we're clear. But he did say, I think I just said that he made it sound like he would. it would be an interesting flyer. I think it would be an interesting flyer for the Skins to go out here and just see what Des is uh, worth. You know, I, I did text Amir, and he said that, would you do a one-year $5 million deal? That's about, I think that's a million dollars more than what Terrell Pryor was guaranteed. And 
I mean, what's to lose there? You'd have a solid receiving core, Paul Richardson, Des Bryant, um, Doxon, Crowder, and um, whoever your fifth receiver is going to be there, maybe Bob Davis, uh, maybe a Brian Quick, if he can make it through um, through preseason. So I, I, it, I think Des is worth looking at. And I know he beat his mom up, and I know he can be scary at times, but with the right mix of people in the locker room, maybe Alex Smith, uh, more like uh, Tony Romo. He's been in the league. I'm not saying he's the same talent as Tony Romo, but just his resume is kind of similar to Tony Romo. Uh, more playoff wins, of course. Uh, but maybe they can find something there. And he, he goes on. Des Bryant talks about uh, not being voted a captain uh, because of quote-unquote Garrett guys. And Orlando Scantrick, who was signed a couple weeks ago, kind of recruiting him as well. So it's very interesting. I, I like I said, I don't like this. I don't think it would be the best thing for the Redskins, but I do see um where it makes sense in all of it. Uh, he is a uh, guy that could probably improve a situation and he could improve himself. The Redskins are used to going out, getting old Dallas guys, you know, going back to, I mean, I can think back as far as 2003. I, I mean, they went out and got Brandon Noble, Pepe Zellner. Um, Noble played a couple of years before he uh, had to retire. And then you had Stephen Bowen, who played a little bit here in Washington. And, you know, he had a decent career with the Skins. Also, you look at uh, Deion Sanders uh, back in 2000, even going back, and that's going back a little bit farther. The Redskins have some interest in these Cowboy uh, players. And now Scantrick, uh, I did say uh, Hatcher. Uh, these guys can, can probably make a difference there. And McLean uh, last year, I just don't think you should overpay him overpay for him. I think they'd be asinine to do that. And with the salary cap and how it is and the players that you need to resign uh, that you may want to be interested in resigning, like Jameson Crowder, uh, Brandon Sheriff coming up here on uh, really contract years. So I, I think there's an option for Sheriff there to extend it to that uh, fifth year but you are going to have to make a decision on that. And I just think the way uh, Dan Snyder thinks it may be too tantalizing for that team to, uh, for this team to say no to it. I don't know. You know, tell me what you think about that, but Des Bryant possibly in DC, the X will be thrown. I think he would probably make more of an impact than Terrell Pryor ever did in Washington. So we'll see. But it's just a thought. It's really food for thought. I, I'm just laying it all out there on the table. Uh, you know, the hit dog hollers the loudest. And, and we'll see who picks him up. Maybe he's staying in the state of Texas.
Maybe the Eagles might try to make a flyer on them so they can run at the run the tables in the East again and in the NFC and then take it all the way to the Super Bowl. But it's just food for thought. Coming up, last segment, going to talk about uniforms on a Thursday night. It's the On the Warpath podcast. All right, y'all, back here for the final segment of the On the Warpath podcast for this edition. And uh, big news coming out. I think there's a point of confusion. So you'd be like, woo, 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 fake news alert, fake news alert. Um, but Jason Barrett um, of Barrett Sports Media came out and said that uh, Bill Wagner of Fox Sports said the the alternate uniforms on Thursday Night Football, the color rush, or if you are a follower of UniWatch like I am, the color rash uh, is going away for uh, Thursday nights. And they make a good point. You know, hardcore fans don't need to see their team in uh, gimmicky colors to, um, to you know, enjoy a game. And there's there's been some controversy about colorblindness. Um, I don't, you know, I'm not colorblind, so I don't understand uh, that. As you know, I mean, I can ima- I can only imagine uh, what folks who are trying to enjoy the game they can't defer uh, between what team is which. Uh, they did have an example on that first color rush game um, back in uh, '15 when the Bills and the Jets played. And then the following season, the home team took their color rush jerseys and the uh, away team wore their road jerseys. They wore all white. But and now it's being corrected, saying that it might not go away altogether. It's probably still going to be here for the 2018 season. Um, So we really don't know. It's kind of ironic that Fox is the one who's kind of spreading the the incorrect news there, but <laughs> it, it's not politics; it's sports. So, I, in my opinion, when I think about the colorist uniforms, I like them. I um, in Madden, I, I play around with it with the Redskins, and the only reason why I mention it is that the Redskins may try to uh, get a rule passed, like an option rule, to uh, opt out of wearing their uh, quote unquote garish yellow uniforms and uh in the dallas game on thursday night uh they were supposed to wear those shirts but they decided to wear all burgundy uh, in that game so they kind of violated there was rumors of fines i don't know if those fines went through or not but um i think it's good because some of these color rush uniforms are terrible looking I don't really necessarily think the Redskins is terrible. Um, I think they could do a college thing, yeah, maybe mix it up a little bit, not just have that whole monochromatic look. I thought that maybe you have the gold jersey, maybe burgundy pants or even white pants. Um, and, you know, throw it in on a Sunday, call it Golden Sundays. I don't know. Uh, too close to, to the shower, so I guess. But um, 
let's just play ball. It's really not a big deal. Who really cares about what they wear? Um, the only thing I can say is that uh, as a Redskins fan, my favorite uniform is the Joe Gibb classic uh, white on burgundy pants. I do like the occasional monochromatic burgundy. I do like uh, the all white. Uh, these gold pants, uh, they're getting a little lame. Uh, Bruce Allen, uh, you know, he brought these back uh, in Mike Shanahan's first uh, season back in 2010. And then when they moved over to uh, the Nike distributor for 2012, it was nothing but gold pants. That's all we saw all but one game. I think it was against Philadelphia in 2012. And the white pants have been phased out because um, Mike Shanahan's first two years, they didn't wear gold pants at um, the burgundy and gold combination, but they did wear gold pants on the road. So I didn't really get that. Uh, I was happy to see the burgundy pants make the return back in uh, 2016 against the Giants. And that's been the road uniform ever since. We haven't seen uh, gold on the road since August of 2016 uh, when it was against the Falcons. So I, I like, I, I like variation to a degree. I think you have a lot going on. Uh, does it make it aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. You know, uh, it's the reason why some people like to mount their TVs instead of putting them on stands. It's just, it's just how it looks. But I, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, the NFL made a big deal th- about it just to push product pretty much. But we'll see where it goes. I'm not really uh, going to be disappointed if it goes away. And I'm not going ha- to be upset if it stays. It's a uniform. Vary it once in a while. Don't wear the same thing all the time. You know, if you're in school and the kids see you wear the same pants over and over again, eh, you know, either you wash them every day or, you know, there's something else they could think about it. But, I mean, other than that, let's just move on. And uh, big news, I I found out tonight uh, that the podcast is now on uh, the Apple podcast uh, realm. So that's awesome. That That's really something to be excited about because now if you have an iPhone, you can just say, hey, um, Siri, play the On, on the Warpath podcast, and it'll come up for you. And I tried that earlier today, and it played the one from Monday. So I'm excited, yeah. But we got a lot of stuff coming up here. We got the draft coming up. I we're just over a week away, maybe two weeks away from it. And the Redskins pick at 13. So it's going to be really exciting to see what goes on there. But, um, and I like to see the growth of where we were two years ago. Uh, We've got a, uh, we've got two guys doing it now. It's me and Amir. And uh, we were just on YouTube at one time. The technology's upgraded a little bit more. Still learning how to do the sound editing and everything like that. Uh, like I said in the first segment, I hope you enjoyed that intro. Uh, we're still working on getting our own unique intro, but uh, just to explain that um, with 
I found this song, uh, ironically enough, on a video game. Found it on, I think it was NPA 2K12, and I just like the lyrics of it. Uh, the point of it being your time, your time to shine, and that's what we try to do here. It, it's our time to shine on this podcast. But I know the folks on YouTube have gotten us here. Uh, they drive us to make this as best as we can. And we're improving constantly every day. And if you stick with us, uh, we're, we're going to make this big for you guys. And we really want to touch a lot of people with it. And I, I don't say we want to reach people. We want to touch people. We want to hear your opinions. We want to hear what you think. Because it's not, uh, these conversations can't be had just by talking into a mic. It's talking, uh, it's interacting and, and, you know, just reaching folks talking about the team that we love. But as I wrap up here, I do appreciate each and every one of you guys for listening, uh, especially on iTunes and on, um, we're on anchor because that's where we record from. And, uh, I think it's pocket cast as well. You can find those all on your app store. We're going to try to get it on the um, Android market too here pretty soon. So big things happening for us. Just stick with us. We're going to make it happen together. As always, we say on YouTube, we love you guys. And we, we mean that from the bottom of our hearts. And as always, love, peace, and hail. And we'll be talking to you real soon. It's on the Warpath Podcast. Check us out on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, like it, share it, uh, subscribe to it, whatever you got to do and share uh, anything just so we know that we can get better and we know we can get better and we're going to get better with it. Uh, but it, it's all because of you guys who listen to us. I'm Sanchez 405 and I'm out. Y'all stay blessed.